Oh my goodness, y'all. I'm super excited today. I have a very special guest and we are talking about values, how to put yourself in low power mode in the mornings to get through the day and simple things that you can do to grow your business. No matter if you're a mom, you don't have kids. All of this is so relevant to us this year, how to really reserve our power so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. I'm excited for you to listen to this action-packed episode with Nicole and I. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Scale Soar. Oh my goodness. I am so stinking excited because I have my good friend, Nicole on here, and we are going to talk all about the mindset around having a business and being a mom and managing it all. And even if you're not a mom, don't tune out on me. You're definitely going to be able to get something out of this. So Nicole, I'm super excited to have you tell my audience who you are as a person and then about your business. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. And first, I just have to say, I love how you ask about the person first before the business. I think that's super cool. So as a person, I am a mom of three. I have three girls who are almost nine, six, and three, and we are in back to school time. So while I love the summer, summer is by far my season where we spend almost every day at the beach. I am pumped to be back to school season. I feel like this is the best time of year, fresh energy. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have all three of my kids back in school. So as a person, I am obviously a mom. I am a CEO, a business owner. I work with my husband every day and we help busy moms just like who's your audience. And we help them no matter if they're at the beginning stages of their business or they've been launching for a while. And we really teach people how to create a balanced life based on where they're at, where they want to go and what type of business they want to have. I really believe that your business should be designed around your life and around your priorities and your values. And we can all design this life exactly exactly how we want it. So that's what I teach. That's what I preach. That's what I talk about every single day is really giving yourself the permission to go after your dreams in life and in business. Okay. So I'm super excited. You brought up so much that I want to unpack. So I'll start with the balance because you said that you teach people how to create a balanced life. And for me, I would love to hear your definition of balance because so many times we hear work-life balance, work-life balance, And I've always been like, there is no such thing. So, but I know this is different for everyone. So tell us, what is your definition of balance? Yeah. It's such a loaded word, isn't it? It is. I talk a lot about seasons of life and I really believe that you can have balance a hundred percent, but it's not going to look the same every single day, every single month, every single season. So I really fully believe and embody that you get to do this however you want and you should be flexible. So for us, just making it really giving you an example, like our season of life in the summer is very different in our season of life when my 
my kids are in school and balance looks very different over the summer. Over the summer, we go down to working like five to 10 hours a week. Could I sustain that all year long? No, heck no. And I, and I certainly wouldn't want to. So once September comes, once they're all back in school, then I go back to working 20 to 30 hours a week. And I love it like that. But the balance is very different based on the season of life, based on the time of year. So balance for us looks very different. And I kind of reserve the right to change it every month or every season. But more important to me than balance are our values. So I know where our values are. And I know my kids always come first, which actually allows me to make decisions easier and allows me to say, okay, well, September 15th comes and I'm back to working 20, 30 hours a week and I'm out of the beach. So that's what balance looks like for us. But for every person, it's going to be different. I love this. I think that this is like almost permission for people to take a break and not always be in this stage of growth. So I think in the online space, we're always thinking like we have to grow, grow, grow and hit these massive numbers. And that equals working all the time. And we've talked about like more work does not equal more money. Like that's just the fact, but also, and this may, I may be totally wrong, but I know that we've went through seasons where I don't work as much and we take like a whole month off and stuff, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the business is growing. We're definitely working towards like where I can take a month off and the business still grows. But at this point, we're not there yet. And I would say the most of the people listening are not at the point where they could just check out for a month and the business grows, but it's about maintaining. And so is that what it looks like for you in those summer months? Or are you still growing as you're only working five to 10 hours a week? Yeah, that's such a good question. I'll honestly say that every year is different. So I'm not trying to do the same every single year. And I'll be really honest and say 2020 was not a growth year for our business. It was a sustained year. And that was a decision we consciously made because we had three kids home for six months. And for three of those six months, we had zero help. And it was hard. It was really, really hard. And as someone who works on energy every single day and someone who's really big on intentions and and creating and manifesting, I'll tell you, like it was a really hard year for us and we were still okay. And our business was okay. But I really believe that we live in this duality, right? I think there's a season of rest and a season for growth. And what I notice and what I see, and I think both of us see the same thing, is that if you're always in a season of growth and you're not taking a break, I'll say it and then I'll give the disclaimer, then at some point you're going to break down. You're going to burn out because your body was not meant and was not cut out to hustle all the time. I really like fully believe that to the core of my existence. If you're going, 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 and you're not giving yourself that chance to exhale, at some point you're going to pretty much be forced to do it. If you continue to grow at the rate that you start out at, I I really believe that there is a season for growth and a season for rest a hundred percent. I love this. And I think last year we were in such a growth stage and it was that it was like, we got to this year and now I think not only me, but the team is exhausted Mm -hmm. and we have, we haven't focused on growth. It's been maintaining, creating systems, figuring out, okay, we had this quantum growth. 
now how can we really put things in place to make sure that next time we grow like this, we don't feel exhausted the next year. And so, and with everything going on in the world, I think we all need to just be very aware of our energy. You talked about your energy and just that there's things that are so out of our control and maybe this isn't the year you grow. Maybe it is the year you grow and just being okay and giving yourself some grace with that. And so you talked about, you're someone who works with energy a lot and manifesting and setting intentions. So tell us what does some of that look like for you on a daily basis? Oh, that's such a, that's such a good question. It's cha- I, I feel like everything I'm saying is saying like it's changed, but that's the nature. That's the nature of life. And for those who are listening who don't have kids or who have kids in the first year, or maybe your kids are a little older now, I think part of being a human, especially part of being a parent, is just understanding, again, seasons of life and evolution. So what I'm going to say here as a mom of a nine, six and three-year-old may be very different for you if you have little kids or if you have no kids, because what I'm doing now was not what I was doing when my kids were were attached to me and they were, uh, you know, three and under. So I want to just give that disclaimer. So what does that look like for me? Well, one, every single morning, it involves silence. I think my One of my only hard and fast rules is not going on social media until I've eaten something. (laughs) And maybe that, that sounds a little silly, but really it means that I'm, I'm just not distracted. I'm not distracted from myself. I'm not distracted from my family. I'm not distracted from just connecting, connecting with what's really important for me. So every single morning, hard and fast rule is no communication with social media and pretty much no text messages until about 9.30. That means all my kids are at school. And I say till I've eaten something because it's usually like when I sit down after three kids are at school and I'm having breakfast. After that, that's when I check in with social media. That's my hard and fast rule. How I wake up every morning is connecting to myself, connecting with my breath, connecting with how I want my day to go. Those are the two things I do every single morning. Cause honestly, this morning I woke up, my kids woke up same time. Some mornings I wake up an hour before them and I get to take an hour in silence and I get to take a nice meditation, but that doesn't happen every day. So those are my two things I do every single morning, no social media until about nine 30. And every single time I open my eyes, I connect with myself, take a few breaths and set my intention for the day. I love it. Cause that's so simple. And I just was talking to the membership and I was like, some moms have like this amazing schedule where they get up an hour before and they work out and they do all this stuff and congratulations for them. And <laughs> then there's me that has a child who's waiting till her green light comes on at 6am and she is in our room. And so talking about how I have, instead of like a morning routine, which I could definitely get better at little things like not checking social Like that's something that I think we all could benefit from is not checking social. And that's nothing like that's not difficult. You don't have to get up early for that. But I have created a start of my workday routine. So as soon as I get in my office, then I meditate 
I do my five breaths through the Headspace app. I do my meditation. I write my gratitude and it doesn't necessarily start the moment I wake up, but it starts the moment I sit in my office. And so these are all things that anyone listening, you can incorporate them in your day somewhere. But you talk about a lot, like taking five minutes in the morning for moms. Like we were at a retreat together and you talked about like, if you have five minutes a day to yourself, like your whole day can change. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I just want to talk about the social media piece for one second, and then I'll talk about that. And that I didn't used to do that. I didn't, I definitely didn't used to not start my day in social media. But what I realized for me is that when I was checking it, I was immediately giving my power away to other people and my device. And really, I want to start my day at 100%. Just like I start my day with 100% on my cell phone battery, I want to preserve that battery as long as I possibly can. And if I'm starting my day on Instagram, my battery is depleting a heck of a lot faster because I'm giving my power away. And I also said the text message thing. If someone would text me in the morning, I used to be like, oh my gosh, people pleaser. I got, I'm not a total people pleaser, but I still would feel like, oh, let me get back to them. But it's the same time. I have to focus for myself and for my family and for my business. My battery has to last as long as it possibly can. And if I'm starting out focusing on other people and not myself, my battery is depleting a heck of a lot faster. So I want everyone who's listening just to think about how fast are you depleting your battery? And is that why you're feeling so exhausted when it comes to the end of the day? Is that the reason why? Because of how you're how you're starting your day, or maybe you're depleting it because you're doing too many things at once. So that's my simplest, that's my simplest tip. Forget about five minutes. If you start off your day and you just focus on that battery and how you can keep that battery, you know, like low power mode on your phone, can you go into low power mode, which means there's no, there's less distractions. So that would be my first tip. That's the easiest is just focus on where your power is going when you're waking up and, and throughout the day. I love this tip. And so let's unpack. Also, you talked about how the different seasons and you, we really talked about, you know, how you have these seasons, like the summer is a time that you kind of work less. What things do you have in place that make sure that you're not checking in and you're just okay with enjoying your family? Because one of the biggest things I hear is people go on vacation. They want to check out but then they still find themselves focusing on work, checking their laptops. And so they're not really fully present with their family. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. And actually, we just had a client call on Wednesday, actually. And this was one of her big wins because she has a sizable multi-million dollar business. And when she first came to us, she did exactly that. Like she went on vacation with her husband. They were on their phones and computer all the time. And she just took a weekend vacation, like three-day vacation with her husband. And they were able to completely check out of work. And that to me is one of the the biggest wins you can have when you can show up for yourself and for your family, because that's why we're doing this, right? Right is to be able to live that desired life that you want. So how do we do this in the summer? Well, one, again, like this is so personal for everyone, but we're at the point where we do have a team. We 
do have people in place who are supporting us. So our team is there to answer emails. Our team is there to, um, you know, be present in the Facebook group when we're not. And what I'll say is I'm not totally checked out. So I don't want anyone to think this is like black and white. We definitely have days and weeks where we are checked out. But for the summer, it is about having that delicate balance. So it is about taking once a day and checking in. This is about having weekly team meetings and checking in with what our clients and what our students need. So it's not a black and white thing. But what I'll say is one, what's helped me the most is having boundaries setting those clear boundaries from the start. So I did a promotion with our friend Anna Powers for Business by Design, where we welcomed in a group of people business in Business by Design and we supported them. So one of the first things we did was we just set parameters for around communication. What are response times? What should you post in the group? What should you email our team about? I think people can be really nervous around setting boundaries so they don't set boundaries when really just having clear communication and clear expectations can actually really help your people feel more supported, not less supported. So I think, not I think, I know that's one thing we do really well in our business is how can you get support and what does that look like? So it kind of takes the guesswork out because if you have someone who come into your community and there's no boundaries set and they just are kind of thinking, well, they make their own expectations in their head, right? So they post, they expect a response time if there's not clear communication. But once you establish those boundaries from the start, then people know what to expect. And I really think it's all around managing expectations and helping people just understand how your how your company runs. So this was a long answer to basically say we have a great team and we set really clear boundaries and expectations with our clients and students. I love that. And no matter if you're working as a course creator or a one-on-one service provider, you have a team, you don't have a team, we can all set boundaries. And boundaries are so important. We talk about this a lot in ServeScale Store about you need to have boundaries on your response times with clients. Like Just because they email you doesn't mean that you need to email them right back. You need to have boundaries around, are you working on the weekend? Here are my office hours. Like All of these are boundaries we need to set. In the moment that we step over those boundaries, then you just broke that contract. So people, when we ourselves respond on the weekends, then we're giving the okay, the permission for our clients then to message us on the weekend. So it's not only about creating these boundaries, but holding space for these boundaries and knowing, I always tell myself, like, this is, we're not, none of us are doing like brain surgery. So there's no emergency. Like it is okay if a client's email doesn't get checked in a day. It is okay if a Facebook post doesn't go answered for 48 hours. Like these are things that are okay. No one's going to die over this. We're totally okay. And one thing that we've done is when we take holidays or anything, we just put an auto responder with a few of the questions that probably are going to come up and say we're out of the office. And it was also making sure my team knew like these emails are not life or death. Like we don't need to check them. If they got the autoresponder, it's fine. People will be okay for a few days. And I think just knowing that, that nothing like horrible is going to happen if we don't respond to emails or Facebook posts has given us a lot of permission to hold these boundaries without breaking them ourselves. 
Yeah. And it's funny and scary the the times that we live in because everything is we want this immediate. We live in a in a time where there's so many immediate reactions and responses. And I think it's it's really good practice to just teach our clients and our students to slow down and that reminder that it's okay. It's okay if you don't hear back. And what I think you're doing too is modeling that for that person. So then maybe that will encourage them to set more boundaries with their clients and students as well. So it's just a great reminder that, you know, like back in the day, you used to have to pick up the phone and leave a message for someone and then wait. And we've become really accustomed to this immediate reaction. And I don't think that that's helping, (laughs) helping our stress levels either. So I love that you do that. No, my child watches YouTube and she'll be like, mom, there's an ad on. I'm like, it's 15 seconds. You'll be okay. (laughs) I used to have to watch commercials that were like three minutes long. So a 15 second ad, you'll totally be okay. And I think we need to do that in our business is like not hit the skip button, but watch the whole thing. Because a lot of times what happens too, is when we give our, our students this time, they end up a lot of times finding the answer for themselves, which just empowered them to get the answer without us jumping in there to like put out fires that weren't actually fires to begin with. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And so also with you talking about how y'all are, you have a very great team. You're checking in once a day, working like five to 10 hours a week, which is incredible. What are some tips for someone who's just getting started? They're like, I don't want a team. I don't know. Like, do you have any tips for them of just being able to create some of these systems so they can maybe not completely check out, but work a little less if they want to spend more time with their kids? Yeah. I think the first thing is like, get focused. I don't know about you, but I know when I started my business, which was a food business and a health coaching business. So it was super different than what I'm doing now, I had so many ideas and I was trying to do way too much. And I think one of the reasons why we're able to scale down to five to 10 hours a week is because we're not trying to do so much. We're really focused over the summer. We're really focused on serving. We're really focused on just, you know, like you said, It's not a huge growth period. It's a maintained period for us. So we're focused on just serving our clients. So the first tip I have is to one, slow down because I know you want to move super quickly and two, focus. What is the one thing you want to do during this season? And talking about seasons of life, just do one thing. Like we're so used to wanting to like build the website and do beyond. I'm sure you hear this all the time. Like I want to be on Instagram. I want to be on Facebook. I want to be on YouTube and I want to have a podcast. And it's like, no, just one, just pick one for right now. You can build on it later. So if you are in the beginning stages, it's even more important for you to pick one. And I think even we can kind of get, I know I can get sucked into even trying to do too many things now, even with having a team of five and we just come back to, well, what's the focus for this quarter? What's what's the revenue generator for this quarter? And I know I say that word funny because I'm from New York, so I'll just say that. But really, just pick, pick one thing. Pick one revenue generator. Pick one platform you want to be on and go sell the one thing right now. It doesn't need to be overcomplicated. It doesn't need to have a fancy website. It doesn't need to have the best graphics in the world. It just needs to serve your audience and pick the one thing that you want to do. 
I love this. And even before I had a team, I read the book Traction and I talk about Traction a lot. They call them rocks, as you know. And we focus on even now only having one rock every 30 days or three rocks a quarter. And that's what we're working towards. And it keeps us super focused. And then we also have like a whole running list of all these projects. Cause I'm like, if we didn't have rocks, what used to happen is I'd be working on like 10 things at once. and mean, like we can conquer the world. And also knowing that my energy levels are much different than my team's energy levels and my energy levels aren't always the same. They fluctuate, they go through seasons. And so knowing that we're going to focus on our rocks that we're dedicated to. And then even if I'm getting these ideas, there's still a list of them. And that what's so funny is in that moment, they felt like the most like, groundbreaking idea ever. And then I go back to it at the end of the quarter when we're setting our new rocks and it's like, Oh really? I wanted to do that. Like one of the projects that I've wanted to do is a YouTube channel and I will get around to it, but it's not a top priority for us right now. So it just stays on the list of coming up. So I think that when we have all these amazing ideas, it doesn't mean don't run with them, put them somewhere, store them where you can find them and then come back to them each quarter when you're creating your new rocks. And that really helps you stay in alignment with like your goals, not only for your business, but for your family. And as you talked about your values. So with that being said, Nicole, what are your top values? Yeah. And I want to just say, just to add one thing before this is like, one of our values is definitely integrity to do what you say, but sometimes it's okay to not do everything you say and to give yourself permission to let yourself off the hook. And I think as especially busy parents, a lot of times we, my past self overcommits and which also goes back to values. And it's okay to let yourself off the hook and say, I can't do this right now. I'm going to put this on the back burner. And I think we can feel like failures when we do that or feel like we're letting a lot of people down. The most important person you're letting down, chances are every single day, maybe yourself, if you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling overworked, if you're feeling overwhelmed. So I would just look at that and say, what do you, what do you need to give yourself permission to let go of? And then going into values, our number one value is family. Number one, top of the list, and these are these are our personal values, and then abundance and freedom. So every single decision we make, and now it's very intuitive, but every single decision we make comes down to those three values. So my daughter wanted to do a surf school, I guess surf team, you would you would call it. And we got the information. We're like, this is super cool. And then when we looked at it, we had to have a conversation with her because surf school is three times a week at 4.30, which means my kids get out of school at 3.26, which means one of us would have to drive 35 minutes down to the beach to sit there for an hour and a half, three times a week for six weeks. That doesn't align with our number one value of family because it's too much time away, not as a family after school. So we had to talk to her about it. And we said, like, this is something it's too big of a commitment for this season of life. You're already doing basketball. Your sister's doing gymnastics. It's too much. It's too much time. So we're able to look at those 
choices and say like, we would love for you to be able to do this, but this is a not right now thing over the summer. Next summer, we can look at this and revisit it again because we have more time and flexibility. And this can be something that can work for then. So when you have your values, it's just so easy to make decisions and in, in every area, does this project work? Well, let me look at my personal values. Is this going to take me away from our family? Is it going to bring us more abundance? Sometimes it, it's not necessarily black and white. It can be gray, but it just helps you be in alignment with those values. Another example is the mastermind we're in. It is three times a year for four to five days. So that means it takes me away from family for about 15 days a year. Is that in alignment with our top values? Yes, it is because it helps us actually bring in more abundance. It helps us have more freedom and it actually is serving our family. So it's not always a black and white, a black and white situation. It's gray, but we can bring those, we can bring those choices to the table and have a family meeting around it. And as our kids are getting older, they're privy to those conversations more. I love that. And I think that it's so important. We talk about having values for our business, but also bringing these values into our family and not just holding these values as your own, but these values need to be one that you discuss with your partner, your children, like their family values. And so an example of this is same thing. I, one of my personal, and then I have personal values and how does all this go together? And so one of my personal values, and it's a family value, but mine's much higher on my personal level is adventure. So travel is a big part of that for me. And so whenever I join a mastermind, it must have travel included, or it's not for me. And my husband knows that that means like I will be away from him and Riley and we're okay with that. And it's not going to be like every month, but that fills my cup and I can come back and be a better mom, a better wife, a better business owner. But then we get to this point in that this month as we're recording it in September, and I had two events that were stacked right on top of each other, same location, but I was going to be a gone for seven days. And it was like, oh, this is like in my values. It's like way high on one personal and business, but mm-hmm. then on the whole family, it's like not looking so great. And so it was like, how do we balance this? So we looked at everything and it was like, okay, this doesn't have to be like, I don't go or I do go type deal. It was okay. I'm just taking the family and we're all going to be gone for 13 days. And, but then it's also the conversation of setting these boundaries, expectations with my daughter, with my husband that yes, this is us going, but it's not me going on vacation. Y'all are going on vacation. Mom will be there in the morning. Mom will be there at night, but like I will be working and setting really clear expectations with our family before we even go on this and having time on the front end and the back end of that work to make sure I do have days at Disney, but knowing like, I'm not going to be at Disney every single day and that's okay. So I love that you talked about your family values, but then there can be this like battle between family and work values, but how can we incorporate as much of our values to intersect as possible I think it's when we start to get this like really aligned business and life. Yeah. And I love how you're just having conversations. I have noticed the more I'm willing to have those conversations with my husband, the more aligned 
we are. It's when I was afraid and not afraid because I thought it was going to be like he was going to shut me down, but I was almost afraid to give myself the permission to have those conversations because it felt uncertain to me. It felt uncertain as someone who got married when they were 23. We've been married for 13 years now. We've done a lot of growing up together and we've done a lot of evolving and changing together. And what worked for me 10 years ago is not what works for me now. What worked for me as a mom of newborns is not what works for me now. So giving yourself the permission to say, Hey, this used to work for me, but it doesn't work for me anymore. And we need to have a conversation about it was really scary at first. And it was so beneficial and something I notice, especially, especially with women is you're a we're almost afraid to give yourself the permission to be a different person today and have different needs and desires today as you did one, three, five years ago. And I think it comes with one permission to getting radically honest about what you want for yourself and for your life. And just knowing it's okay to change. Like your kids change, your kids go through growth periods and your kids go through, you know, they change, they're in different size clothes, like every week when they're, when they're babies. So why do we lose that permission with ourselves to change and grow? Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to stop. I don't want to be the same person I was five years ago. So I had to give myself permission to change and grow and be different and be okay with people, even my husband, not understanding that. Oh, I love that. And I wish we were stopping on that, but <laughs> I know that my audience is going to want to know because you've talked about it. It's always like one of these topics that everyone likes to talk about or ask questions about, but I brought my husband home and he is not in the business and we are 100% go with that. Like Mm-hmm. That is 100% how it will always be, I believe. And so, but your situation is a little bit different. So did you bring your husband home? I love Dan. Did you bring him home or was he all, like, how did that happen? And then what is it like having your husband work with you? Yeah. So I, I don't know why I have an aversion to those like retire, you know, retire Oh, I don't like the head. word retire. So <laughs> we don't, don't use that. I say I bring don't. my husband home. <laughs> I know. I know you don't like that. So yes. Yes. So our business looked very different than it does right now, how it did then. Um, we had two kids at the time. Uh, our second was about three months old and it was really the type of situation where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot be the sole person. I was kind of losing my mind in a sane way, I'll say. I was just really tired. I was really tired of the lack of help and support by no fault of my husband's. And we had a food business and the health coach. And I was also doing health coaching and I just needed more help. So he was working in New York City. He was leaving for 12, 13, 14 hours every single day. He'd leave before the sun comes up, get home after the sun came down. And I was tired. So we took a risk that I probably would not recommend. Like if a client came to me, I'd be like, hey, I think you need a little bit more of an insurance policy. Don't do what we did. But we took a leap and he did secure some clients before because he was always in financial management before he left the job just to help us income wise. And he quit. 
took his two week notice. And then the biggest client he had that was supposed to be like the security was like, Hey, we're changing management. We don't need you anymore. So then that left us like, Oh my gosh, we really have to do this thing. So obviously it was a blessing because it lit a huge fire under our butts and we were able to grow like our courses side of our business pretty quickly because it was like, we need to do this. There is no backup, but it was, it was hard and it was challenging. And he was kind of an assistant for me for a while. And I am very happy to say in 2020, we transitioned him fully out of that role because it wasn't working for us. It was not good for our marriage. And he really became, if he was kind of like working, I would say like under me before he really became an equal in the business because we filled that role. So it had its challenges. We tried to communicate as best and as much as we possibly could. And at some point he was like, this is not working for me. I cannot keep doing this. We need someone else in this role. So we transitioned him out. So right now how it works, we have two sides to our business. We have a Facebook ads agency. He is the head of that. He runs that. He does everything pretty much for that. And I kind of serve as a consultant on that when needed. So we strategize together. I help him oversee things and he'll come to me when he says, Hey, what do you think about this? And then we have the mastermind and courses side, which is my, that's kind of my side that I'm the head of. And we try to keep things pretty separate now, but we do work together every single day. But it really came to that point of like him saying, I can't continue to work for you anymore. I can't continue to kind of take direction from you. We need to do something else because he was tired of it and it wasn't good for a marriage. And I think this is so important to talk about because it's a lot of people talk about like bringing home their spouses and stuff and it's all rainbows and butterflies. But I will say the first year of bringing Austin home, like our roles completely flipped on their head where he was the primary like bringing home all the money to like coming home, having dinner, like the dinner was ready, like very traditional roles to now he's the one taking care of Riley for the majority of the day. He's the one that cooks dinner. He's doing the majority of the cleaning and our roles completely flipped in the first year of our marriage, not the first year of our marriage, but the first year I brought him home, it was a big transition. And there was a lot of like, just getting used to it. And I think that it's better to talk about these things to know, like it does take work. It's not from if they're working in your business, if they're not working in your business, either way, it's definitely an adjustment, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. Same. I think having just be willing to have hard conversations it's a lot easier to have these hard conversations more frequently than to, we all know what happens Mm -hmm in a partnership when you sweep things under the rug and you sweep things under the rug and then soon you have a big pile of you know what and and it explodes it can it can explode so i think that's one of the things we did well was i was willing to to say like hey i see you're not happy i see that you're getting frustrated with me i see when i'm asking you to do something you're not responding in in the best way. What's going on there? And at first, like, yeah, let's it, it didn't feel that great. And it was such a blessing to bring someone else in in that role. And it took a lot of the pressure off, but it did come from uncomfortable conversations. If I just pretended things were fine and he just pretended things were fine, then I, I think we'd be in a very different place right now. 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. So this has been so good. I do like to wrap everything up with some rapid fire. So it doesn't have to be the first word that comes to your mind, but the first thing, are you ready? Yeah. What does success mean to you? Freedom. Oh my gosh. Freedom. How fast do you want this to be? I'm not good at being fast. It just, it means, it really means getting to decide what I want to do in a day, in a month, in a year and being able to execute on it. I love it. And what is the number one tool that you could not run your business without? Monday.com. Okay. We're ClickUp fans over here, but yeah, it's very similar. Okay. So what is something that like has changed your life that someone told you at one point, business or personal? Reconnecting, reconnecting with my body and stop trying to do things using only my mind because this whole, whole probably other podcast episode, I was efforting and working way too hard, which led me to be super disconnected with my body. So finding that connection again was the number one thing that got me to success. I love it. And last question, what is your favorite business book? Oh my gosh. I am going to give you a off the body keeps score, not a business book, but like truly, truly, truly life-changing and has affected my business. I love it. So I started reading it because everyone on Instagram told me to, and, um, I got like 10 pages in. I think there's always one of those, like it's, I read the dollars flow to me. I always get that book wrong. I read that at one point and I was like, this is like such garbage. And then like eight months later, I read it again and it completely changed my life. So I think that the body keeps score is definitely one of those books. You probably have to be like ready for ready. And I was not ready for. So if you get it, you try it doesn't work. Hold on to it. Go back to it. I think that's usually how it is with books. Sometimes we're just not ready for it. Million percent. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. And where can my audience connect with you and learn more? Number one place, Instagram, just at Nicole Culver or my podcast, The Shift Show. And we will make sure we link up all that. And I know you have a freebie for everyone. So we'll link that up as well. And Nicole, thank you so much for coming on. This was amazing. Thank you. Y'all, how good was that? Talking about how we go through seasons, how we need to take some downtime. We always can't be in growth working with our husbands and not working with our husbands, how to really give ourselves permission to forgive and give ourselves grace at different phases in our life and our business and how to go in low power mode. Simple, but so doable action steps that you can take each and every day. Nicole has so many amazing resources for growing your business as a mom, how to really tap into your energy, your personal strength, and show up as the best version of yourself. So make sure you head over to her Instagram. She has some links that we'll add in the show notes. And until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and sort into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.